This is Learn It From An 80s Song. I am your coach, Patricia Freiberg. This is I Love the 80s meets the healing of storytelling and the positive impact of music. Inspiring guests share their powerful stories, yielding incredible strengths. Through both story and music, this podcast will elevate your mood, providing you with a positive outlook. It will ignite recall so that you can tap into your own life experiences. We don't just hear the knowledge and wisdom gained from our podcast guests. Through powerful story, we can live it. Today, we have a very special guest. Please welcome Craig Durko. Craig is coming to us from Sarnia, Ontario, Canada. Craig is the inventor and founder of Kettle Cards Fitness. He's also a founding member and drummer of Bad Men Association. He's also a realtor with Remax in Canada. Craig, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. Well, I just, before we get started, I mean, I just want to tell you that I absolutely love your music. If you guys, you guys heard in the introduction, I will say Bad Men Association. The music is amazing. I've been listening to it nonstop. So actually, I think this might be the first time I've had a guest on that actually is in the music industry. So it'll be so much fun to unpack the song that you chose for this today. And I'm just, really thrilled about being on Spotify and listening to your music, Bad Men Association. And I just want to thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me and thanks for listening. Yes, of course. So this is the part of the show where we have the big reveal as to what song best resonates with the story you're going to tell us today. So without further ado, can I get a drum roll, please? Craig, what is the song from the 1980s that best resonates with the story you're going to tell us today? Well, uh, the song I chose is Bonzo Goes to Bitburg by the Ramones. I don't know if you guys would all know that, but it's a, it's a punk song from the 80s. I don't know if people listen to the Ramones that much, but I'd say that was uh, what best represented my path and uh, my story that uh, I was, I'm going to tell. Amazing. Craig, first off, thank you. Thank you for bringing the Ramones to Learned It From An 80s Song. And for those that, you know, lived in the 80s and and beyond. I mean, I don't know about you, but I walk around and I see Ramones t-shirts often. I see them. And they really were pivotal. They were the very first punk rock band, the first true one. And they are actually from Forest Hills, Queens, and their band started in 1974 and really went through 1996. Now, they are known to be not, they're limited in, in, in their commercial success. That being said, they have been highly influential in the music industry, as I read. And thank you, Wikipedia, for all the information about the Ramones and and the music. But what I will say is that this band, as highly influential as 
as it was, at, they came in at night at uh, number 17 on the top 100 VH1 greatest artists. So it's number 17 of all time, right? So this is what we're talking about. Yeah. Now, Spin gave the Ramones number two. So wow. of the greatest bands of all time. So let me just say you picked a winner, Craig, and they, thanks again for bringing the Ramones. Now, I want to talk about something else that's really cool about the Ramones that I saw. So I was like, how did they get the name? Like, were they all siblings? Like, I was kind of going down the rabbit hole, which I do with the music. And as it turns out, they all took the pseudonym of Ramon. And how they got the name, I don't know if you read this, Craig, but they got the name from, so apparently Paul McCartney, when he would check into hotels, would go under the alias of Paul Ramon. And mm -hmm. so that's how they decided that they would change their last, you know, names to Ramon and, and then they became the Ramones. And I just thought that was so cool. Yeah. And every new member that came in too, they, they got to change the last name. Yeah. But, and they all wear, yeah, they just wear the same jackets every single, every single show. And, it's amazing. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's a little different. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know they all wore the same jackets. Just, that's cool. Yeah. Just leather jackets every show and just, uh, yeah. I don't know what the real last names are, but. Yes. Well, we yeah. can, I can tell you all the list them off. There are quite a few. And I, I know it now four of the original members are deceased that I read as well. And talk about a timeless band. You know, they were they, 22 years, over 22 years, they performed 2,263 concerts. Like that's crazy. You know, if you think about it. Yeah, definitely a hardworking band. And I like to kind of take those qualities when we're with, with our band. Try not to, like right now, we're just trying to get it started, but like you don't want to play too much, especially in your hometown. But uh, I like how they, they take it like a full-time job and they go after it every single day. Like, like they know it's their job and they love doing it. So, and like with their music, it's high energy. It's a lot of work, I bet. And the fact that they just push through and do show after show after show, I, I really admire that, so. Absolutely. And we'll talk about strengths later, but you're really talking about perseverance, you know, yeah. and just, you know, pushing through. And I love already also early on, they were establishing their brand with their leather jackets and changing their names. And, you know, I mean, if you think about the continuity and I mean, that's probably how that band got to stay together as long as they did, you know? Yeah. And, uh, kind of pulled off the way they have like the Ramones coat of arms with the, the Eagles and, and stuff. Yeah. And they just kind of paste that everywhere and, uh, kind of took that idea a little bit in a way. And, uh, oh, that's great. Batman, we got our own kind of little emblem like that. So like oh, a badge of honor. That's really cool. Yeah. So, wow. And you guys, do you guys fall into punk rock? Like, I know it's definitely rock that you're, you're in that uh, genre, but would you consider yourself, you know, raw? I don't, you know, this is out of my wheelhouse of knowledge. So I, you know, if you could educate um, me. <laughs> I, just, I just tell people rock and roll, but we, mm -hmm. if you listen to it, we only have probably eight originals right now. We got two short EPs, like five songs and three songs. Yes. If you go through them, like there'll be uh, a little bit of, there'll be rock, there'll be a little bit of punk, there'll be a, some pop in there, some different songs. There'll even be like a little bit of reggae. Yeah, that's what there. I was going to say. Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. yeah. I heard that in Mexico. A reggae vibe. Um, 
Love that. Actually. I love that a lot. Yeah. And just that was my uh, other favorite. We try to switch it up all the time. We got two singers pretty much. So yeah, we got different voices. We got, we all have different interests in music. So, and yeah. uh, as a drummer, I just try and keep the energy up with all the songs. Oh, yeah. So that's my it's biggest that driving thing. beat. It's the foundation, you know, it's yeah, a driving I, beat, right? You can't dance to it. I just don't really think it's a, a great song. So, like obviously it ballads and slower songs, but if you want a, a good rock and like hidden rock song, yeah. you always got to move to it. Yeah. It's not, really it's not your nice. head, you got to move your whole body, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Love that. Oh, this is so fun. I'm really, but before we get really, I could honestly spend, you know, hours talking to you about this, but before we, we get there and dive in a little deeper to all that, would you mind sharing Craig, our, your story with us today? Yeah, sure. My story is probably still in fruition. I feel like I haven't really reached anything yet, but, uh, I did originally come on here to talk about kettle cards, but then we, I just kind of threw in that, the band stuff, but obviously it relates. Yes. Yeah. So I, like I went to school in, in, uh, well for business. And when I graduated that, I was just really eager to get out there and have ambitions to, to, to do something great. So, uh, I don't know. I, I went to Toronto for a post-grad for interactive media. So I really want to get into like technology and the future technology, mm -hmm. uh, like virtual spaces, augmented reality, stuff like that. But it didn't really end up being like that. I wasn't having a good time. There's, I was living with random people and their girlfriend, boyfriend is just like, it was a, I don't know if we can swear on here, but yes, it's fine. It was a shit show. So yeah, like I was working and I was working uh, at Wayne Gretzky's downtown. It actually just closed down. It's turned into a condo now, but um, I was busing there going to school and I, I, I don't know, I'd get home three in the morning and then they'd just oh. be like fighting. It was just really bad. And then, yeah. uh, so, and then, and then just my program too, it wasn't what I expected. Um, mm -hmm. I was looking to look at the future of technology and all this stuff, but it ended up kind of being like graphic design, maybe like making commercials or something. And then, uh, I had all these ideas all the time. And then I'd tell my like professor, like, like, I, I want to do this for the project and no one would, really have there's no really like business sense i, I was always mm -hmm. about the business side and the, the creativity with business like f like feasibly making money and being mm -hmm. successful and it kind of just everyone around was like more into like art installations and stuff like that so it just wasn't fitting for me and then when yeah. i came with these ideas he was just like oh, yeah just just do it in third semester so you're paying for third semester and it's really just do whatever you want to do i'm like why am i paying to do that when I can just right. go do it, you know? So yes. I was kind of, I was away from home in Toronto alone, mm -hmm. kind of. I didn't know what I wanted to do, really. I just wanted to do something that ch like changes the world a little bit and, you know, like any young person. And then, uh, and then you're just broke too. It just kind of sucks, but yeah. Yeah. So I dropped out because it just wasn't feeling right. And then kind of that was when I like, my life kind of turned upside down. I didn't know what I was doing. I'm just working at a bar busing, making minimum wage and in Toronto, like barely scraping by. So right, my head was just, I didn't even know what to do. So uh, kind of had to like really rethink my priorities and what I needed to do. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just was going through a lot at that point. And that's when I really decided like I need to get back to square one, like if I can't just sit in Toronto because I had the expectations, oh, if I go to Toronto, also I can get my music out there and like it's easier to get successful music if you're in the big city with where everything's happening. 
Right. But I didn't find that at all, honestly. So it was interesting. It was didn't do anything for music. And then so I decided to move back home, more construction, because uh, I have a construction background in my family, mm-hmm. uh, built houses, and I've always been working on job sites. Moved in with my brother for two months. And then I, I, I thought, oh, man, like I, I lost. I, I'm back in my hometown right. doing like I have a degree, right. but I'm just like working construction, you know? Yeah, right. And then uh, yeah. it's weird, like living with my brother for like a month. And then like I'm getting an idea. He doesn't want me living there all the time. So text my buddy. And then I move out to Corona, which is this like it's Chemical Valley. It's where like kind of where oil was first discovered in North America. Oh, really? It's like all oh, refinery. Wow. Okay. Uh, so it's like this little blue collar town. Moved in with uh, my buddy and he was living with this other guy who's now one of my good buddies too. And uh, they both play guitar. I play drums. And then uh, that's when we started. And, that's... and then oh. I thought like, oh yeah, like I lost him back in my hometown. Like music didn't work out because yeah. I went to Toronto and nothing happened. And then like nothing was working out. My job like sucked. And then, uh, yeah, so I started getting my real estate license at that same time, and I was working construction. And then, uh, yeah, it kind of started all falling into place. Wow. So uh, we just started jamming, making music. And then uh, just I, I wanted to kind of take it to another level. We we made it into an actual like registered business. So we're all shareholders in the Bad Men Association, Inc. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I just went from there. And we just garnered a local following, like no problem, like diehard fans. We were wow. we kind of like always played full sold out shows or even like it started in backyard shows. But if you go on our YouTube, that was the first ever show, the Into the Storm video. Yes. Uh, that's in my buddy's backyard. Wow. And uh, that was literally th- that day. We just said we're over oh, going to play in the backyard. And like 200 people showed up and it was crazy. Played for like three hours. So, Amazing. Uh, so, yeah, that was just it was just perseverance and kind of like grounding yourself learning like mm-hmm. you kind of like take the l just accept the failure and keep moving mm-hmm. and like, you never know what's going to come of it like even though you think you're it's a it's you're losing and you you failed like something always will come at some point absolutely you know? yeah opportunity you gotta think all the time to change sounds like you really used a lot of reflection to kind of get where where you are now it's you know, you went from, you know, as you, you know, originally thought I was losing, but as it turns out, this was exactly what you needed to do to be able to have that reflective time to be able to discover what you would want to do. And then all of this creativity came about because, you know, because of, of where you ended up, right? And, and is that where you develop the uh, kettle cards? Okay, yeah. So I, I actually developed kettle cards in that program. Oh. the first semester when I dropped oh, really? out. So that was like one of the last projects I did actually. And then after, like I made the prototype for it. And then yeah. uh, one of the teachers was like really into it. And he's like, wow, like that's actually a really good idea. Like, is that, that, that could be like your billion dollar idea. Like, I don't know, billion. But, like, <laughs> um, that's amazing. It's very simple, but like, yeah. So I, I kind of appreciate him for saying that. That kind of gave me the confidence to go through with it and actually make it a final, like an actual product and sell it. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so I did that. So I forgot you can say that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I, I, I thought they were really interesting. I looked at them online and, you know, I, I was in the fitness industry for a good 25 years and love kettlebells uh, personally. So 
but maybe you could educate our audience a little bit about, you know, kind of how, what, what, you know, how, what the kettle, you know, how you use the kettlebells and um, how you kind of came up with this idea. Well, so it's, it's called kettle cards. So I got mm-hmm. right here. I like, I was living in Toronto in a really small apartment and we just had the, the one project was to make a deck of cards with a purpose. So I just decided like I, my uh, mom was also in the fitness industry for a while. She used, she had her own business and put on camps and everything. Oh, wow. And uh, so, so I, I don't know, maybe I just resonate with that. I was always into sports and fitness. So I just thought like, I'm not, not going to the gym, especially in the winter in Toronto. And it's just like gym memberships are expensive and then there's no space at home. I'm in an apartment. Mm-hmm. So I just decided to make a, a product that makes a full body workout with nothing more than one kettlebell. So it can be done in a small apartment, don't need much space. And you can get a full body workout. It's customizable. Uh, you can put whatever, you know, if you want to do legs, you only do the leg cards. There's different rep cards. It's really cool. That's what I like about it. And then I like, I know it's called cattle cards, so, but I don't want to make it completely just kettlebells. Yes. Uh, it was just, that was the original idea. And it's only a standard deck right now, but I really want to expand it into other fitness equipment collaborations with different fitness companies. Nice. Like, you know, a uh, BOSU deck, like BOSU right. ball deck. Yeah. It's, it's more about the algorithm of how it works, like the split deck. Yes. Um, so it's, it's different every single workout. It's random. You shuffle it. And it's just so simple. You just split the solids and, and stripes and then just go through your workout. Wow. Um, but yeah. And then I also want to do like sports specific. So you do mm-hmm. a deck for like hockey or basketball. Yeah. yeah. And it's all, it's all for workouts that target that sport. And then also goals specific, like flexibility or you know like recovery or strength stuff like that so that's really cool let's get going and then partnerships with like trx like a trx one or like a bow flex that that helps people like use equipment if they don't know what workouts to do with new like products out there you just pair it with a kettle cards deck and it has like 17 to whatever workouts wow you know just that's amazing let's people use other people's products better Yes, 100%. And I love how you factored in space. I mean, that is critical. And then also low cost. And when when was this in relation to, you know, locking down for COVID? So it was right before, so this was 2019, I believe. Yeah, when I was in Toronto. Toronto. Yes, right Like the end of 2018 was the semester I had, the winter semester. And then uh, that's when I made the prototype. And then I sat on it for a bit. And then, yeah, COVID happened in like March 2020. I was, I think I was back, I was just back home at that point. And that's when I really decided to like go ahead with it because I saw the need for it. Absolutely. And uh, just how everyone's kind of going to home workouts, Mm -hmm. things like that. And I don't know, just felt right. So that's when I started to actually do it. Really cool. Wow. That's, I mean, it's certainly, it's, it's very innovative. It's, it has such a great purpose. And I think especially now, like you had said, you know, people are, you know, they may still go to a gym occasionally, but they really are. A lot of people are working out from home and how great is it to have these, that, you know, that tool. And it also brings fun into it as well. Yeah, yeah, and, exactly. It's like a game almost. Mm-hmm, exactly. Kind of gamify, which is important for exercise. Like yeah. we have to make it interesting and fun. And 
you know, my, my biggest struggle, cause sometimes I will work out at home and, you know, being in the industry, as long as I have, I've got workout Rolodex. That's like, <laughs> I got a whole, what, what, what am I looking for the word? Like a, a whole database in my head, right. Of, of yeah. workouts and what I could do, what would complement this and that. But you know what? That's sometimes exhausting to have to think about it. And your product would just, you know, I wouldn't have to think. I have my kettlebell. I'd look at, you know, look at it and then be able to, you know, do get a great workout and, you know, not have that energy expended on thinking about what I'm going to do. I actually just going and doing it. Yeah. And it's also a quick work. Like, like it, there is water break cards that you can put in, but like, oh, yeah. As I used it and other people you used it, you just go through the deck once, maybe twice, and you're, it's like not really many breaks. You just keep going through it, and you get a full like you're sore the next day. It's a full body workout, and you can do it in like 20 minutes. And That's great. It's just so high intensity if you make it high intensity, but yes. it's just so motivating. You just keep flip. I don't see it. Do it. You know. Right. Right. No. A hundred percent. And you know, I think there's also, you know people don't realize that you don't have to spend hours working out. Like you can no. get in there, do a hardcore 20 minute, you know, workout and it's highly beneficial. It's adding to those, you know, necessary minutes of exercise that we need per week. And yeah, no, it's, it's fantastic. So glad. And thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I, I, I always said like I've worked out and I, I hear people go in the gym for like two hours. And like, if you're in the gym for two hours, I just feel like you're not working out right or hard enough. Yes. By at least an hour, you should be dead. I think that's, mm -hmm. that's my opinion. Totally. But, and like, you know, you have other things to do. Why, why do you want to be sitting in a sweaty gym all right. day? Exactly. Yeah. 100%. Get over with. Yeah, exactly. Quickly. So that's, that's great. Thanks again for sharing that. So I'd love to hear how your story that you shared with us, uh, which was, you know, really interesting and brave that, you know, you decided, you know, what am I doing, you know, here, you know, it's time for me to make a change. And that, that really, and it took a lot of honesty too. We'll talk about strengths in a little bit, but I'd love to hear how the song resonated. Why did you pick the song? Well, first of all, just like the, not even looking at the lyrics, just the overall feel of the song maybe just from the chords they, they use or something. But it, it's just like a, a song of, to me personally, just like hopeful mm -hmm. perseverance and like climbing a mountain kind of feeling. I don't know why, but mm -hmm. and I think that's why um, if anyone hears list or watch the School of Rock. Yes. Like this, the, the long scene that they, their compilation of scenes they do when they're literally like all going hard at it and they're all about to do the show. And they're all on the same page and like they're all have this goal and they're working hard at it. And it just shows yeah. the whole transformation. They use it like it's Bond or uh, Bonzo Goes to Bitburg is playing in the background. It's like kind of a song of hope, I feel, or like in perseverance. And like with the lyrics, it's it could be seen as more of like a political song. Yes. But like the first lyrics, though, kind of resonate just uh, I'm going to pull them up, honestly, but. I just have a, a feel feeling that it's uh, about getting your, your shit back together, like like kind of accepting you're like not in the right spot and you got to change. So that's that's kind of how I I took. It. And then in the chorus it says my brain's hanging upside down, 
Yeah. That's just kind of how I felt. Like that's really how I felt yes. when I was making that transition and dropping out of school and moving back home. Like that's literally how I felt. So like the first lyrics are, you've got to pick up the pieces, come on, sort your trash better. Yes. So it's kind of like going through and figuring out what's important in your life and what you need to do, kind of sorting out your life. And that's how I, I saw it. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, you got to pull yourself back together. And that's exactly what I was that's going what through. That's what you did. Just yeah. sorting through what's important and what you have to do to kind of get back on the right track. So absolutely. That's really cool. And you know what? You bring up such a great point. You know, you know, I ask the our guests to pick a song that best resonates with their story. Now, you know, what people wrote or the, what the band wrote about the song may be completely different. But that's the beauty of music. And I'm sure you can speak to this as uh, way more than I can is that beauty of music is that it's metaphor for us. And it is how we conceptualize things that are really difficult to discuss. It gives us like a muse to be able to share things that we have a hard time articulating. And, and I feel like, you know, that, that's the whole purpose of this podcast, you know, is, is that. It's like, let's look at music as a muse to be able to have a deeper discussion about what you know, you know, what happened, you know, during that time and, and how you're talking about you, you told our story, your story so beautifully. And then you paired it with these amazing lyrics that were exactly, you know, exactly how you were feeling during that time. So I, I love music as metaphor. And I do believe that it, it inspires deeper conversations. Yeah, 100%. I think the best music, like regardless of genre is just and it's, I think it's the hardest to make and is, and it, that's why it's successful is because it connects with the most amount of people yes. and they can relate their own lives to it. That's what I've always said. Like, I think that's what really makes a true great musician and writer is being able to connect with so many different people that all have different lives and different feelings and everything. And you can make a song that unites all of them even in, in their own way they might connect to it in completely different ways like i did some people might look at this song as like a political against a system song or something like that it doesn't matter like everyone connects their own way to it so that's why like i think what makes great music like what i think the true musician is and the true songwriter and the the best music personally is what just connects emotionally with the most amount of people in the world yeah. And that's the hardest thing to do. It's harder to do that than play crazy solos, I think. Yeah, that's so uh, you, know? you bring up yeah, you bring up I get it. You bring up a really great point and how music does connect us. There are so many studies. So I actually am researching this right now. I, because obviously this podcast that I made during the pandemic, right at the very beginning of the pandemic, I love how music brings people together. And actually there are so many studies about that. And not to mention that music when like for instance when you had those hundreds of people that were playing you know when you were making your music video that's on youtube which song was that again so into the storm was our first ever one yes that was that's the one with the backyard show that in we the did. backyard and so that was the day we released the songs and everyone was singing the lyrics yes we released it <laughs> which is nuts so, Yes, exactly. But people, did you know that? I mean, this is the coolest thing. And I'll, I'm going to send you these papers because so you can kind of geek out and read it that people do find. And I, and I'm blanking on the author's name right now, but I'll, I'll make sure to credit, put credit where credit's due is that people find their identity 
through music. So like when you're at a big concert and festival, you know, it's, you feel like you're part of something and it ignites more thought. Some people will find, you know, their purpose, their identity being with a group of people. And uh, I just think that that speaks volumes to how music really inspires so much within us. Yeah. And that's uh, really what like BMA and Batman Association plays on is uh, it is like a group, kind of like a, not going to say gang or cult, like, but it kind of is in that way. All of our merch, it's black and white, the same logo on the front, like a crest, kind of like a, you know, like a soccer jersey. You got your, your club kind of there. And then on the back, you have the, the big BMA Batman Association logo and you can spot it from a mile away and everyone, I don't know, it just seems like a, a, a group you feel like you're part of something it's that's why it's like an association it's like uh yes yeah like literally like uh like a a gang together just like listening to great music and Mm -hmm. appropriating yourself with a bunch of good guys that just like having fun and like creating good times and being together you know yeah and it's uh i don't know it's a little bit against the grain a lot of people like some not a lot some people have said oh yeah bad men association might not go off well because so many the stigmas today and the the culture they, they um, just seeing bad men just might be a red flag but i think that's the beauty of it right it's your own thing it's against the grain and uh once you get into it and you, you come to the concerts you really see how like loyal and how everyone feels connected and a part of something when they come to the show so and we always bring the energy that's for sure so there's nothing like it when I, I recommend anyone if you can come to Canada right now. Like we're we're not big. I'm not going to say we're a big rock band or anything, but we plan. We're just getting our first tour together, and we're trying to go from there. But it's tough. So yes, you know, yes. get opportunities. You got to make them. Yes, that's that's so great. And the author, the person who's doing a lot of research in this, I just remembered the last name's Lamont. So I'll send you some articles on that because it's just it's pretty fascinating to to really see the impact that music makes in positive emotions and human connectedness, et cetera. So I will send that to you. But I want to speak to something you said, and it's a perfect segue into strengths. So you said, you can listen to us. We're not that big, you know. So that is humility. That's about being humble. And so, Craig, you know, I've heard it like from the very beginning, you were a very humble guy. So with that in mind, let's dive into the VIA strengths because uh, Craig took the VIA strengths assessment. And, you know, for those, this is on every episode, but the VIA strengths are character strengths. And this was, this assessment was developed by Seligman and Peterson. And it is 24 character strengths that describe who you are to your core. So your top strengths are really who you are to your core. How do you show up in the world? And we have all 24 strengths, but it really is those signature strengths that, that are, are who you are to your core. It's not that with the lesser strengths, I always say it's not that you, those are weaknesses. Those are not weaknesses. You still have those strengths. You just may not call upon them regularly or they may not be as easily accessible. Uh, so if you'd like to share your, your top 10 with us. Yeah, sure. After doing the test, my uh, results were number one was honesty. Mm -hmm. Um, Number two was creativity. Number three was fairness. Four was curiosity. 
Five was prudence. Six was kindness. Seven was perseverance. Eight was hope. Nine was humility. And 10 was perspective. Nice. And I think that pretty good representation, I guess. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah, that's how I kind of, that's how I felt when I had taken the Via Strengths for the first time. I was like, wow, how do you know me so well? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I'd love to hear, you know, how, you know, how you see the, these strengths show up in the story that you told us. Yeah, honesty, number one, just got to be honest with yourself. And then just throughout life, honesty is always the best way, I think. I think reputation and integrity and, and just like holding to your word is one of the most important things because mm -hmm. you don't do that. No one can really uh, accept you as someone that's trustworthy or even like, why, why would you want to associate yourself with someone you don't really know ever because right. they're lying to themselves and to everyone else? So I just think honesty always resonates with people, with music, especially like people that are honest with their music and really put what they're uh, feeling and their thoughts out there. I, I feel like people really naturally just catch on to that. Mm -hmm. Creativity. I just think creativity is something I've always carried throughout my life. And just one of the things I really like to use as a, an asset when with anything. I don't know like how creative I am or whatever, but I just, I just like doing some creative things. That's humility um, coming in again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would say with creativity. I think everyone's really, creative, but in their own way. Well, I think, yes, but yours is readily available up top. And I don't know how many people would have thought about kettle, you know, kettle cards, right? That was uh, quite brilliant. And you factored in a whole lot of, of things like taking into like one piece of equipment and limited space. Like you factored in so many things and, and yet created, you know, amazing workouts out of that and, and gamified it, made it fun. So then you've got, you know, Bad Men Association. And once again, you, I mean, coming up with the name, which, you know, I'd love to hear how you, how you guys came up with the name, but then, but also how, you know, creative you are on an ongoing basis to create music and beat and, you know, thinking outside the box. So even down yeah. to your crest, like you said, similar to the Ramones, you guys have your own our coat of arms, excuse me. So it's like you still, you know, you guys, you know, have that. And anyway, I just think it's, it's very interesting and that's readily available. You know, how do you think you've used fairness? Fairness, I just kind of try and keep a level head and look at in any situation, I just look at the facts and I deal with uh, fairness just based on what people like their actions mm -hmm. and what they say and how they carry themselves, treat other people. Um, I don't really make judgments on people's character based on like how they look or, you know, like how they talk or like, right your culture, or whatever, like some people are like that, but especially coming from a small town, a lot of people are like that. Yes. But like, yeah, I just have never really based off that. I, I embrace other differences and everything. I think that's the coolest thing is having a bunch of different people because the same and it gets boring. It's stupid. It doesn't seem real when everyone's the same because no one's the same. Right. But uh, yeah, fairness, I, I don't know. I just uh, like if people do the wrong thing, I'm just, yeah, I just treat them You're that aware way. of it. I'm very aware of it and I, I treat yeah. everyone fairly what actions I see them do pretty much. Yes. Very interesting. That's, that's how I go along yeah. with my life. 
Yes. And it's interesting because you've also got, you know, prudence in there, which is very much, you know, in line with, you know, fairness as well and detail oriented. And I imagine even in music, you know, you have to, you know, you know, you have to do that as well. Keeping, keeping in mind the precision, it's precision, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Even just with like uh, drumming, like it's pretty, like I've been playing since I was eight years old. So like wow. anyone, everyone can do like all the crazy, crazy fills and show off and do all that. But just being uh, aware of what needs to be done and to make it the best song rhythmically and make it bounce kind of, it's like, it's, an, it's more about placement and not uh, like doing too much is always the wor- worst thing, I think. Yes. I think simplicity is key. Like you can see it in, in kettle cards. Yeah. Like, like anyone can do something like this because it's literally a deck of cards with just reps on one deck. Yes. And workouts on the other. It's very simple. And with and music then- too, like I try to keep it simple. The simpler the better. Like you want to write a song and make everything sound cool. Mm-hmm. And then when once you have it, you want to take away from it and make it as simple as possible. You want to like kind of cut the fat with everything that's what i i think i think the simpler the better and that's why pop music people say oh it's so simple it's three chords but there's a lot that goes into it and it's a bunch of different aspects doing the same three chords yes there's a lot of simplicity to it but that's why it's so great i think so yes and that's confusion like when it gets complicated there's too much in it it's yes yeah it's just confusion so so interesting and you can hear the prudence as you describe that because it's, you know, being careful of one's choices, you know, so it's not like you said, it's, if, if it's too much, it's, it's chaotic. But if we bring, you know, bring it, break it down to simplicity and making the right choices in that, that's, that's really interesting. Yeah. And like when you're trying to make a decision, it's probably best to just like kind of give yourself like one, two or three, maybe, maybe three at the most like mm-hmm. ways to go. If you just sit there and keep thinking, like you can't be too cautious. You got to go for things, but like, yeah, it's just a, uh, yeah. So interesting. Keep it simple and uh, it's, it's a lot easier to live life when there's less complication. Yes, definitely. Anything else in, in the strengths that surprised you or anything that really kind of stuck out for you? Like they're all good. They're all, like, these are all good things. So yes, like uh, I'm not going to bash on them. So no <laughs> like they i would like to think they're they're all qualities i have so yes. but they, they do resonate with me especially like perseverance and mm-hmm. like curiosity i've always tried to like i don't know i'm just if people like know me i'm just mm-hmm. always trying to do new things like go after yeah. something it's, like seems stupid and people think it's weird or crazy to do that but yes. like it's just like why wouldn't i like i have like, this idea and i have a way to like a, a a plan in my mind and how to do it. Like, why wouldn't I do it? And like, I'm only here for, you know, 80 years or whatever. Like, I'm like, you're going to die. Yes. Someday. I wouldn't do it. Yes. Yes. How you explore the world, how you are, you're curious about it. And, and yeah, that's yeah. really cool. Really like, I'm not afraid to like go into different, you know, like, I don't know, just going to Toronto by myself because I think like, I was just always like, what's Toronto like? Like it's so much different and everything's going yes. on and I just go for it. And then you just, I don't know. I, yes. I just, I, I'm just open to a lot of more things that feel like than maybe the average person, but I, I don't know if I can even say that there's a lot of people that do crazier things than me. So 
Yes. Yeah. But yeah. That's like how I see myself, I guess. That's really, yeah. Well, that's really interesting. Thanks again for sharing that with us. And um, I'd love to hear a little bit about, uh, let's uh, tell the audience really how can, we can get to hear your music on Spotify. That's how I listened. And then I'll, how else? And then YouTube, you said too, you've got uh, your videos up there as well. Yeah, we just filmed a new vi- uh, music video for Mexico. We rented out this big boat and we filled all of our friends into it. Oh, fine. Uh, we, had, we had a party down the river on this boat and we um, filmed the music video so you can see how they party in uh, Sarnia there with BMA. So it's wow. a, it was, Yeah. Yeah, and then really the first cool. one, yeah, and then Into the Storm, the first video was the Backyard Show when we released our first ever single and no one really knew about us, but, and that was our first ever show as well. And yeah. uh, it was kind of funny, like we were, uh, all of our buddies were doing this funny thing. These two, two of our buddies, they have like a rivalry. These yes. big guys that just, they fight, like it's for fun, but like they always fight and it's just hilarious. Yeah. And we just made them do this big like race we all hyped it up and made a poster and it was just a hundred meter dash just to like settle the score yes exactly we got everyone there and just watching this race and it was just hilarious and then we went from the race to our buddy's backyard and put on the concert and it was the day we released a single wow. and then it was just a great time you can just see the energy in the video it's, yeah it's, it's i can't else. wait to see it yeah i really want to see, i'll be watching that tonight and that's really cool and then Tell us real quick how you got how you guys came up the name came up with the name. Yeah, so like all, all of our buddies there, we were we were in this Snapchat group. There's like 20 of us, like a big big group of people. It was called the Badman Association. Was the the Snapchat group? Yes. Um, and we were we had this band going. We had no name. We we're just playing in the house we were living in in the sunroom, just practicing covers and trying to write something. And then we were coming up with names like, you know, just rhyming off stupid, like random names with no meaning. Yeah. Just like, we we're going to be either like Sunroom Fever because we practice in the sunroom <laughs> all day. Yes. Or uh, the locks because like, I'm um, like a boat lock on, not yeah. a lock, but a boat lock. Like we're in the river and we see these big ships go by all the time. I don't know. The locks, yes. you know, I don't know. I just recommended, why don't we just do a Bad Men Association because it's something different. And yes. All like all of our buddies would, I think, would be cool with that. They they would really attach with it and think it's cool because we're all in the group and you know we Very can bring cool. them along and we can all be, you know, like a, yes. a group together. So you started it really. You started a whole fan club right at the same time. Right. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. a part, a little bit part community. of community picked off. Yeah. Pretty, it was more community, and, right? Yeah, it, it is a community, and yeah, yeah. So we went with uh, we decided with BMA. Batman Association, and uh, I think it was the, the right move. Like I, I can't imagine us being called the Locks right now, or something. No. it's just weird. I think it's <laughs> it really suits it. Like, and I was listening to music, and I can see, I can totally see it. It's it's great, and I don't I don't find it to be a negative. I don't take it in that way. Um, okay, good. But yeah. it's like rock and roll. It's punk. You know, it's you know, you couldn't be the good men's. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, know what I mean? Like it wouldn't it wouldn't work. No, that's what, yeah, rock, like people like rock and roll because of that. It's like, yeah, you want to go against the grain. Yeah, exactly. Go, yeah, right. And like, you're we're, not we're good guys. Saying bad. You could be badasses. You could be, yeah, you pretty know, much. All yeah. kinds of things, right? And so. it's all like, yeah, and it's all like just like a play on where it's kind of funny because we're like, we're all good guys. Like, and mm-hmm. people will see that. Like, we put on a charity concert at our local theater. We got a, a bigger band to play and we opened and we got, we organized it all. 
all the proceeds we got, we put them to the boys' home to like oh wow help all the boys that are, have a troubled upbringing, you know. Amazing. So we raised five thousand dollars for them, and just we didn't take a penny. We we did the whole show organizing for months, and we just put gave it all to them. So like we're not Super. bad guys, and like no. party with us when talk to us. Like we're yeah. all just like down to earth, like blue collar guys, and just you know, like we grew up in a small town, and yeah, not, we're not like pretentious or anything. It's just no, like having a good time. Kindness, you've got kindness there. You've got humility. You've got all of the above the use of those strengths and i feel i can just hear it you know and it's it's pretty awesome tell us okay your kettlebell or your excuse me not kettlebell but your kettle cards how do we get a hold of those so they're you can go on kettlecards.com mm-hmm. um, and they'll bring you through they're available on amazon uh, that's where they're only available right now so just through amazon is the best way to buy them yes and uh yeah just go to kettlecards.com there's some videos to show you how they work Nice. You can do a a test too. Like I have a little program on there to just do a few free flips and just see how it works and do it yourself on your computer. Yeah, you can buy a deck and eventually at some point, I just want to get them in people's hands, but uh, I do plan on making it an app at some point, but you need to get the the base and you got to get people using them first. And then I want to make it more accessible that way. So yeah, very cool. And so Guys, that'll be in the show notes as well. So you'll be able to click right on it to get those cards. Now, without, you know, our final, final part of the show, we, I know you are not a child of the 80s. You're a child of the 90s, a baby of the 90s. But uh, I'd love to hear, you know, just if you had, let's just say this, if you were going to bring back, including the Ramones, obviously the Ramones, if you were going to bring back any band from the 80s, or any any anything music related band style whatever music style genre whatever it is what would that be genre or style yeah like anything what would you bring back from the 80s what can we probably the economy (laughs) the economy back then for a little bit it was like heyday but uh i don't know I think it would have been cool to see uh, Led Zeppelin actually make it into the 80s, not quit after their yeah. drummer died there. It, I think yeah. it'd be cool to see how, because you see like all these other bands that went in the 80s and it was hit or miss, but just seeing right. a band like that, I feel like it would, I just want to, I wish I could see them do mm-hmm. something in the 80s, maybe even bring in like more synths and stuff. And Super. Like, oh, just, I don't know. I can just imagine what like 80s Led Zeppelin would be like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. But yeah, uh, I guess as a really '70s cool. thing, you're asking for more like bringing something out of the yeah. '80s. Yeah, when it sounds like you already have, you've you know, with the Ramones, you know, you've brought in you know the the coat of arms and and you know and that that rock that punk rock feel. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Just the the '80s, just from what my perspective, just looks kind of like carefree in a way for some reason. Yeah, it's like everyone's having a good time. Yeah. Like not very many problems in the eighties, but they they're obviously had problems. But right, it just it looks does, like a different, different world to me. So totally, that's all. Yeah, I can <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you, and and I know I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but you know I, I talk about it. You know, even with my kids, you know, they just felt like you know life was a little simpler then. You know, yeah. You know, with with media, although there's been so many amazing things that have come from media and tell you know the the cell phones and all of those things 
with that, things are a little more complex, I feel, you know, and, you know, we did get to run free, you know, a lot more. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's kind of why I love living here in Switzerland. It's a different, it's a different place. You know, my kids can, you know, take the train places and there's a lot more independence. It does feel a little more close. It feels closer to me to that time period with that freedom that they have here. So yeah, you bring up a great point. Yeah, Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And even from like a musician like rock and roll standpoint i think it it would just be like it's fun playing right now and like doing that but i just feel like the whole industry and just like how it was would be a lot more fun and better in the 80s being in a rock and roll band yeah just like i don't know you can just like there's not as much stuff it's just more simple like to me it looks more simple like just straightforward and everyone won like there's a lot of live bands everywhere and you just Mm kind of you just play your shows and then they put you on TV, it seems like. But with, now it's just, you know, there's social media. You got to like do all this and that, like make creative yeah. videos all day and do it all yourself. Right it's just Trust like me. different. And then, yeah. And like you have way more eyes on you. I feel like back in the yeah. 80s, it's just like you just rock and roll and then it's just whatever the TVs see. Like mm-hmm. you don't really have to care about it. But like, I don't know, it's just no one had phones yeah. in their hands right in your face. Like, oh. Yeah, like you're living a crazy lifestyle, and then right nowadays, if you're doing that, like just it's to another level of people just judging you and taking videos yeah. of your personal life and just everything like that. It's just different. I feel right, so. right. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear that. Yeah, there's a, that's a lot to think about, and but you're you're absolutely right. Yeah, it's, it's just, just getting canceled on like right off the like, just one tweet, right. just one one post or whatever, and then you, yeah. the whole world's against you in the blink of an eye. Like that couldn't really yeah. happen in the eighties. So, right, right. No, it's so interesting. So fascinating. So I just want to thank you so much. I mean, this has been such an interesting interview. And I love bringing in the perspective of you as a drummer and you as a musician coming in and, and sharing this with us today and bringing in your vulnerability, telling us about your strengths and telling us about your story. So thank you again for being here. And guys, in the show notes, you'll see you know, how to get a hold of Craig and how to listen to his music and, and get his kettle cards. So also uh, Craig Durko on Spotify too. I got my own music. Oh, I didn't so, see that. Oh, yeah. Cool. yeah. Just look up Craig Durko and perfect for my, just all like my own stuff. So love it. Check that out too, if you want. Yes, that sounds great. We will for sure. So audience, we do have our, our marching orders and check out his music. Let's listen to some music and And until next time, thanks again for being on the show. Thank you very much. And I hope everyone goes and checks out Bad Men Association. Mm -hmm. They're a great rock band that hopefully you want to see someday because it's something to see live. So go check them out and listen to music. Yes, that sounds wonderful. Thanks again, Craig. Yeah, thanks, Patricia. Thank you so much for listening. We want to hear from you. First of all, tell us how these totally rad stories have inspired you. If you have a story with an 80s song inspiration, we want to hear it. You think this podcast is like totally tubular? Well, we would love your review. Stay connected with us on Podopolo and download the app today. Visit me at www.patriciafreiberg.com. Thank you, and we look forward to a double boost of inspiration next Motivational Music Monday.